For the first few years as parents, it seems like you are running on pure adrenaline. There are new routines to get used to. Suddenly the idea of sitting down for dinner is foreign. Having a shower? What is that? Not only is every waking moment preoccupied with the well-being of a new life, you're often doing all of this on very little sleep. And that's just with one baby. Imagine having two at the same time. As well, you have MS, which makes parenting even more challenging. I was warned how tired I was going to be with pregnancy. That's what you hear a lot. You know, the fatigue that we feel every day is a special kind of fatigue. This is MS, a podcast about one of the world's most misunderstood diseases. I'm your host, Andrea. I was diagnosed with MS when I was 31 years old. In our second episode of a two-part series on MS and pregnancy, I want you to meet a mom of twins who's learned to maximize her rest in order to function well as a parent. This is Jess's story. When she was 25 years old, Jess experienced double vision in her right eye. The crippling condition would last for approximately six weeks until her vision returned to normal. In the fall of that year, she was diagnosed with MS. She immediately began taking the medication Tecfidera, but found the side effects difficult to tolerate. The flushing feelings of warmth and having to plan meals around taking the medication proved to be too much. Later, an MRI scan would show an increase in lesions on her spinal cord, which is common for MS patients whose disease appears to be progressing. As a result, Jess would stop taking Tecfidera and switch to another MS drug called Copaxone in hopes of an improvement upon her next MRI. She continued her treatment of this medication until she became pregnant in May 2019. Jess had a relatively good pregnancy, minus the nausea, during the first trimester. I had quite a bit of nausea, like throwing up every day for 18 weeks was not my idea of fun. But (laughs) if I look back, um, I I take it over, you know, the numbness and tingling that you experience every day with MS. Right. Getting pregnant was something that didn't come easily for us. So I think I was just in such this euphoria of happiness that I didn't care, I guess. Her MS stayed in remission during her entire pregnancy. It was amazing. I felt like I was in remission, felt like a completely different person. You know, the fatigue that we feel every day is a special kind of fatigue. And I was warned how tired I was going to be with pregnancy. That's what you hear a lot. But I didn't have that for the first half of my pregnancy. It was the opposite. On January 15th, 2020, she and her husband, Riley, happily welcomed their twin boys, Wells and Cohen, into the world. With her sons four months old, Jess would experience her first postpartum relapse. It was scary. So this May, I had the strangest uh, relapse. My jaw and tongue went numb. And I like I know the moment it happened. I was eating lunch. I was looking at one of the boys and it just happened. And I, I knew that it was an MS relapse immediately. Tingling and numbness are common symptoms of MS. Jess also began to experience extreme fatigue, often associated with multiple sclerosis. 
the fatigue, oh my gosh, the fatigue um, that came on. It was six weeks and I can remember vividly that I just did not feel like the same person. Based on experience, Jess knew she would have to seek treatment. Her physical health was starting to suffer and would continue if she didn't make some changes. After a consultation with her MS team, it was determined the best plan moving forward was to have Jess undergo the infusion treatment Ocrevus. This type of treatment requires an all-day visit to an MS clinic for an intravenous infusion. Going into her appointment, she was very nervous, as there were many unknowns. How would her body tolerate this new drug? Would she require a lot of rest afterwards? And how would this affect her ability to care for her babies? There was definitely some confusion as well around breastfeeding. I was told something about like the molecules can't pass through the breast milk or something like that along those lines. And then at the same time, I was told, okay, you're going to want to stop breastfeeding. Jess was not breastfeeding at the time of her treatment, but wishes that there was more information available to her. In June, she bravely underwent her first infusion. I was very emotional. I honestly didn't know what to expect. They're giving you a dose of prednisone prior. And, you know, I've never had an injection or a dose of that. So Mm. I was unsure about how that was going to go. I didn't tolerate the Benadryl very well. They don't want you to feel itchy or irritated, but actually I would have done much better without all of that. So it's kind of different for every single person, it seems. And I was also warned about how draining of a day it was going to be. So Riley took the day off work and I asked him if he would take you in the next few days off work because again, I was told to be ready for all of this fatigue and nausea, the headaches, all these different things to come up. And I had really none of it. Jess felt like she had overprepared and by doing so kind of psyched herself out about what the experience was going to be like for her. When she got home from the appointment, she was so exhausted from worrying all day. I took the longest nap I have taken ever postpartum (laughs) it was I think three hours never have done that since having the boys but I needed it looking back it was a positive experience and she will continue to seek this type of treatment 100% and that's not to say it's not hard it you know it's still this surreal process going on you have this IV attached to you you're in this room full of you know, older people getting, you know, their arthritis treatment. And it just feels like a place you shouldn't have to be in. But um, my nurses were so lovely, like so lovely. They made the difference. And just knowing my neurologist was on call, I could text my husband, see what was going on with the boys. I just felt much, much better about the second dose. Okay, so let me just explain something here for a second. The first dose of Ocrevus is administered in two separate intravenous infusions two weeks apart. Jess would head back to the clinic in another week. I went in with a completely different mindset. I was more easygoing about everything because I can tend to be a little 
reluctant for treatment. You know, you can be angry about having to be there and having to do this. I have two newborns at home. This isn't what I necessarily wanted at this time. And I just had to shake that off. It wasn't going to do me any good. I just knew that if I went in with that mindset again, nothing good was going to come from it. Jess is confident she made a good decision in going back on an MS medication. It's vital for her to do everything she can to stay healthy for her sons. There's no question anymore. You do everything for them. I did that treatment for them. I wouldn't have necessarily gotten myocarbis infusion if it weren't for them. Jess wants to do everything she can to protect her overall physical health, even if that means putting herself through intravenous drug treatment, she's willing to do it for her children. I still have my physical health, which is a huge thing that's on my mind a lot, right? MS is so unknown, but, you know, just moving day to day, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I want them to have a mom that's able to take them for their walk every day and, you know, be there to play soccer in the backyard and do things with their dad. And there was no question in my mind that it was something I wanted to do for them. Jess has made many personal sacrifices in order to function well with her MS. In fact, she's very strict about her daily routine. When it comes to fatigue, I know how I'm going to be the next day if I'm up till 11 or 12. And it's not going to be good for anyone, and mostly myself. That also means that I'm not going to be my best self for my boys. I have this rule that, you know, nine o'clock is bedtime. And whether that means, you know, I have the TV on for half an hour or, you know, I want to listen to a podcast for half an hour, I'm still in bed at nine. And I do not ever feel bad or guilty about that. There are often times she feels pressured to be more social and attend functions. However, she doesn't feel guilty about having to say no. Always making those choices. And I kind of do it unconsciously now. Like, am I going to this supper at 8 p.m.? Probably not. So, you know, I don't even tell people I'm going to be showing up for that anymore. One thing she has learned about living with MS is to put herself first. I think that I would tell somebody who's pregnant with MS that, you know, take this time to yourself while you're pregnant and just do everything for you and for your babies. You know, take that extra rest. Don't feel guilty about that. Um, I put myself first and I have no regrets about it. Same thing with postpartum. There is nothing wrong with you always putting yourself first because that's going to make you a better mom. It makes me a better mom. Currently, her twin boys are nine months old. A big part of her daily routine is to rest when the boys are napping. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that, you know, three-hour time to myself at the end of the day. Three hours of naps during the day, it's honestly a lifesaver for me. Nap time is nap time for everyone. One thing that bothers Jess is when she's criticized for her rigid routine. At times, it can make Jess feel a little bit isolated in her parenting. I have quite a few people in my life right now that have babies, too. 
And none of them were having to have this routine that Riley and I were seeing ourselves having to go on with the boys. I think it's critical. Like it's absolutely necessary with twins to have that routine. I don't know how anybody does it, not knowing when they're going to nap, not knowing when they're going to bed. You know, we have bath time every night and it's been a lifesaver. We didn't necessarily think we were going to have to have such a rigid routine with them, but it's been a game changer. When it comes to MS, a lot of the disease is out of your control. However, you can control certain things in terms of how you take care of yourself, in terms of diet, exercise, and rest. Jess begins her morning the same way every day by going out for a walk. Our morning walks every morning at 8 a.m. I get the dog, I get the boys, and we go out there, and it sets my day up perfectly. You know, I wasn't doing those walks until I relapsed. And I told myself, you know, you have to change something. If you're going to be feeling this way every day, let's change it. Let's do what I can do, what you're saying. You know, exercise, let's eat better. So I can say I'm actually doing everything I can right now. And by going out and spending half an hour to myself, you are doing what you can. And it's the best start to my day. MS is unpredictable. No one can tell you what the future may hold in terms of your disease progression. It's scary when you're only 28 years old and have a long life ahead of you. Jess hopes that everything she is doing now will help her stay strong and healthy in the future. I hope that everything is okay for me and therefore everything's okay for the boys too. I don't want them to have to worry about me in the future I don't want my husband to have to worry about me, but is that uh, realistic? I don't know. This year has been challenging for everyone with the COVID-19 pandemic. The biggest impact it's had on Jess is just missing out on all that extra help because of social distancing. It's been interesting. I hate to talk about it, but with COVID, I've had to get used to not having all the help that I did have at the starting. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. And so moving forward, I see myself, you know, bringing in those visits with grandma again or having, you know, my sister come over and actually just taking, you know, half an hour to myself where I need it, especially in winter. I'm kind of nervous for winter with two boys under the age of one, um, you know, juggling MS fatigue every day. It's going to be interesting as we anxiously await the pandemic to be over. Jess has great support from her husband, Riley. He understands the unpredictable nature of MS and how it impacts her emotionally, physically, and mentally. He's always been supportive, and I think he does understand it. But I also know that every time I have a relapse or, you know, my whole arm falls asleep, things like that, it's it's a reminder for him that, you know, MS is real. This is part of our lives. And yeah, this is why she goes to bed at nine every night. And, you know, people can jab at me or bug me about it. But again, I'm not paying for it the next day. So I have no regrets. You know, despite the nagging worry about the future and her health, she knows that having her twin boys 
was the best decision. With MS, I wouldn't judge anybody. You have to go forward with your life and live it as fully as you can. I'm also a mom of twin boys. They're six years old. As moms of twins, we had a good laugh over all the parenting advice you receive in raising children. Most of the advice is unsolicited. I would never tell anyone else how to parent. Jess knows what is best for her family. That's so nice to hear, honestly, and I'll take the no advice from you because (laughs) that's how I feel is that nobody does know. And I am the one that's in this with twin boys and their babies, and I have to be there with them every day. So, yeah, I'm going to do what's best for them, and I think that it's going well so far. She has two beautiful boys who are thriving And Jess is managing her MS the best she can. So I think it's going quite well. If this is the first time you've listened to This Is MS, please go back and take the time to check out the other stories I've shared. Do me a favor, tell your friends about This Is MS. I would love it if you gave our show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This Is MS is written and produced by me. Audio editing and sound design is by Rob Johnston. If you have a question about one of the episodes, you can contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Team Dunner. This is MS, created with support from the MS Society of Canada. A proud presentation of the Curious Cast Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.